up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 192 in the fucking ha. What's good, everybody? Thank you for tuning in, whether you're on the YouTube or your favorite podcasting app. And what's really good? How's everybody doing out there? Y'all staying safe? Y'all staying good? What the fuck is really up, huh? What is really up? Thank you. Again, for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. I mean it every time I do say thank you. The support is just super dope. So thank you. Much fucking love. We got some shit to talk about this week. But first, I'm going to come at you with a little bit of stale news. The stale news. No Thursday episode this week. Not only no Thursday episode this week. But I'm taking next week off as well. So no Thursday episode this week. No podcasts Monday or Thursday next week as well. I'm sorry, but I'm just take a little breather for myself, you know? So, but I will be back. I will be back in two weeks from today, kicking whatever the fuck has gone down in the upcoming two weeks. And, you know, we, we, we'll just be back doing what the fuck we do. Much love. Super appreciated. If you're bummed out about it, I'm sorry. But, I don't know. I'm sorry, and it just kind of is what it is. (laughs) But thank you for tuning in right now. Thank you for all the support that y'all been giving me. Just period, since episode fucking one, whether you've been down for one episode or 192 episodes, thank you, much love, super appreciated. Now, let's get into some fucking news this week. Go check out episode 191 that I did last week with the homie Luke Dagoon. Uh, I believe the episode was called Champ Cruiserweight Champ. We talked a whole bunch of shit on there. Of course, we talked Zool. Luke is the Zool guy. We talked a bunch about wrestling. That's kind of why I went with the image I went with and the title I went with. Talked about some wrestling and a whole bunch of other shit. And it's a fucking super dope episode. One of the more fun episodes, straight up and honestly. One of the more fun episodes that I've done ever. Like, it was just super fun. Loved that episode with Luke Dagoon. Shout out to him for doing that with me. That was mad fun. So go peep that shit if you ain't checked it out. Now, how about we get into some new music and news, shall we? Well, let's fucking do it. My favorite fucking track single that dropped this week, Gmo Ski, that checks out. Video's fire. The song is fucking dope. Gmo Ski. Man. I'm fully on board with this dude at this point. It's, you know, not that I ever was was hating on dude or anything. Like, I I fucked with Spirit Bomb. And, like, I I always kind of fucked with his music. But, like, I just wasn't fully sold on it, I guess I could say. And, but now it's just like, yo, this dude's fucking dope, man. His production's fire. Whoever he gets his production from. The shit that he spits. He's just... Off the wall, Gmo just don't give a fuck. And it's super fire. Peep out his new single. He's saying that we're going to get a new single every month this year. So, you know, we'll see if that checks out for the rest of the year. No pun intended. You see that? That checks out. So we'll see if that fucking checks out. Um, But the new single, That Checks Out, is fucking fire. Go peep that shit if you haven't checked it out yet. Especially if you're a fan of Gmo. And if not, you're still salty about the fucking pull his resume shit. Pull your fucking panties out of your vagina and go listen to some dope music. That's 
pretty much all I can fucking tell you. At this point, one of my other favorite tracks that dropped this week, Sea Lance, back with another single off his upcoming album that we have no idea when the fuck it's coming, what it's called, but he dropped his new single with Apathy and self-titled Sons of Godzilla. This is just like classic demigod, AOTP, Army of the Pharaohs type shit. Apathy absolutely kills it on the track. Self-titled destroys it as well. I fucking, I love self Dude, self-titled's voice, punchlines, cadence, all that shit. He's just one of the nastiest motherfuckers spitting. And been spitting for 20 plus years. Self-titled Ben killing it. And he absolutely killed it on C. Lance's new track, Sons of Godzilla with Apathy. Apathy did his thing on there as well. The king of Connecticut, maybe, possibly. I don't know. But yeah, they both did their thing on there. Sea Lance absolutely. I mean, has Sea Lance ever produced a whack beat? I don't know. Like, Sea Lance absolutely just kills it on production all the time. Just fucking murders it. Super fire. Super dope. Go peep that shit. And again, gotta plug it like I do every fucking week, damn near. The Beneath the Dirt Weekly Bumps playlist. Everything I talk about on the podcast as far as new music goes is on the Beneath the Dirt Weekly Bumps playlist. Go follow it on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Up on all three platforms. Go peep that shit. Update it every Friday with new music. I will update it this uh, this Friday coming up, even though I'm you know taking the week off. From podcasting and all that. I will still be on social media. I will still be updating the playlists. And all that shit. Just taking a break. From the podcast. If you know what I mean. Now. There was. A couple albums that dropped this week. But. Of course. My favorite album to drop this week. Ouija Mac. Fallen Angelic is here. Fallen Angelic is finally out. I say finally, finally, like we've been waiting for the shit for mad long. But uh, the shit is out. 18 tracks, 55 minutes. Ouija Mac back with another full length album, mixtape, whatever the fuck he wants to call it. But it's out right now. Features from Whitney Payton, Kid Bookie, and Ricky Hill. This shit is fire. Now, I've only listened to it once. One playthrough. I've only heard it. But I dug what I was hearing. I really liked what I was hearing on here. The production on here is fucking fire. The production that Devereaux specifically was supplying on this album is just like another evolution in Devereaux production. Another evolution in Devereaux and Ouija Mac working together. I had said when Ouija Mac dropped Pretty Ugly 2 that that was Devereaux's best work. And, you know, it still might be. I can't really call it after just one listen. But goddamn, Devereaux did his fucking thing on here. Ouija Mac, like, they just... Their chemistry together is fucking unmatched, unparalleled. Ouija Mac's output and quality is unmatched as well. Like, I'm just a broken record... Whenever it, whenever it comes to Ouija Mac, I just keep repeating myself over and over and over again. 
This dude just puts out top quality music at such a fast rate. It's in fucking sane. I don't know if we've ever seen anybody go on this kind of run releasing this much music and it being just good music and just improving every album, every project that comes out just is better, better and better. I don't know if we've ever seen this. I don't know. I was trying to think maybe you'd have to go back to the nineties. ICP's run in the nineties, you know, they were putting out, uh, you know, one, two projects, maybe a year. No, I don't know. But, you know, Carnival, Beverly Kills, Ringmaster, Terror Wheel, uh, Terror Wheel, Riddlebox, Tunnel of Love, Malenko, Jekyll Brothers. Like, that was a fucking run. And then the other person I was thinking of was Isham. Isham in the 90s was on fucking fire with his solo shit and Nadas. Like, this dude put out Boomer Words. Then he put out a double album with Judgment Day. Uh, Life After Death with Nadas. Came back with Kill the Fetus. Then he dropped Blasphemy. Closed Casket. Do you believe in God? Dead flowers. Like, God damn. But Ouija Mac, his first solo project, Trash Fire, dropped in 2018. Four years ago. Four years ago. And this dude has put out a shitload of music. A ton of fucking music. Trash Fire. Gutter Water. Fucking Water Damage. Wasteland, the res- uh, the resistance walked to- walked to wasteland. Fucking Hell's Hollow tape, Zodiac, Wasteland, Pretty Ugly, Pretty Ugly Two, Fallen Angelic, the project with Baby E, the project with uh, I can't remember fucking dude's name, but he fucking he dropped two collab projects. I'm sure there's others I'm missing off the top of my head, but this dude's dropped so much music. In four years. And it just gets better and better and better. As each fucking release goes. It's fucking crazy. But. Fallen Angelic. The album. The new album. The new project. The Prophecy. It's sounding like Stalewind. Or Stillwind. I don't know if it's Stalewind. Or Stillwind. I'm seeing people speculating online. That it's changed from Stillwind to Stalewind. I don't know. There were some reversed messages on Fallen Angelic that I haven't deciphered yet. Which maybe I should have before I recorded the podcast, but fuck it. If, you know, if anything says, I'll probably post post it to social media what the reversed messages was. But, I mean, the intro, prophecy intro, it's got to be like the last element's got to be coming next, right? I was hoping this was going to be the last element. Like, leading up to it before this album's announcement. But it wasn't. And, frankly, it don't really fucking matter because this shit is fucking fire. Super dope album. One listen through standout tracks for me would probably be Hellcat. Uh, Big Step of Whitney Payton. Whitney Payton fucking killed it on there. I don't give a fuck. 17 Blunts is fire. I really dig that track. Hatchet up, Ouija Mac repping the psychopathic, the hatchet man, like nobody else. And I really liked Hate Myself. A lot of auto-tune and shit, but man, that shit was fucking fire. Super dope. And Kid Bookie's feature on here on Moonlight was fucking fire as well. Like, 
I don't know, man. One listen through, 55 minutes, like full-length album. I dug what I was listening to or what I was hearing. And I'm definitely going to fucking dive into it more. Like, it's just a given with Ouija Mac, you know? And, you know, hearing something for the first time, you know? But I'm definitely going to dive into it. And he did chart on the iTunes charts yet again. Number five on the alternative charts. He is on uh, putting his shit still as alternative. But I looked it. I looked at the numbers for the rap and hip-hop charts. Again, he would have been number two again, back-to-back. Number two if he released it as a hip-hop rap album instead of alternative. Um, But, I mean, he's killing it. I saw him at one point. He was number 25 overall on the top 200 iTunes charts of all albums. He was number 25. Man, Ouija Mac fucking killing it. Straight the fuck up. This dude's this dude's hustle, his output, the quality of music is just unmatched in the underground right now. I think the only other dude close to him right now is Buckshot. But I mean, Ouija Mac be dropping three, four solo projects a year. Solo. Solo, son. And just fucking straight murdering it. And it's fucking fresh to see. And congrats to Ouija Mac on another fucking, you know, successful release, man. Fallen Angelic is out there. Tell me what the fuck y'all think. What you think of the album. If you have, if you still haven't checked out Ouija Mac yet, you're doing yourself a disservice. Now, if you have checked out Ouija Mac and you just don't like the style, that's fine. Not everybody's going to like it, but if you haven't checked out Ouija yet, you got to fucking do it. Just listen to anything. Like, what album should I check out first? Any of them, motherfucker, because they're all fire. How about that? Go peep any album, because all them shits is fucking dope. So yeah, (laughs) Ouija Mac, just fucking straight murdering it. Keeping it psychopathic related. Wasn't I just saying a couple episodes back that I would like to see ICP in the studio, like, working on music? Wasn't I just saying that? Didn't I say I'd like to see some kind of documentary to accompany an album or some kind of behind-the-scenes footage of them in the studio? Well, God fucking damn it, they must listen to the podcast because last week's Twitch stream on Monday, they did... The Star Wars, the chump rapper strikes back. And this was a fucking super dope episode. I loved every second of this episode. It was fucking fire. This is the shit we need to see. Maybe, maybe with the sixth of the second deck, maybe we can get behind the scenes footage of them in the studio, like as a bonus DVD or something. But regardless, the chump rapper strikes back or strikes whack sorry i wrote strikes back the graphic says strikes whack so yo this shit was fucking dope it was violent j and shaggy in the studio with kuma and they basically gave each other song topics song topics and then they would uh you know each one would pick out their own beat it was basically violent j versus shaggy and shaggy gave violent j the song title uh, 
Slip My Disc. And then Violent J had to pick a beat and write a song in 45 minutes. They had to write songs in 45 minutes. Violent J went in the booth, wrote his shit, recorded his shit. Watching Violent J record some shit, to my knowledge, we ain't never seen ICP in the studio like that. Maybe outside of, I think the American Psycho DVD had a little bit of footage of them recording songs uh, with Twisted. That was when they were on tour with Twisted 2011, 2012. And I believe there might have been, but they were on the bus. They weren't in the studio. Still dope regardless, but still. Maybe besides that, we ain't never fucking seen ICP actually in the studio working on some shit that I can remember. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know you will anyway. But this shit was dope. Watch Violent J in the studio and then Shaggy and Kuma just kicking it for 45 minutes, waiting for him to do his shit. They kept interrupting him. And Violent J screaming at him, stop interrupting me. It was fucking funny, man. And watching Violent J do his track and, you know, mix it down and all that shit. He kicked Kuma out of the seat and said, let me fucking do it. He took, took the helm at that shit and did it himself. And then Violent J gave Shaggy the topic uh, Louis Vetter, Eddie Vetter, Eddie Vetter's like re- reject brother, I guess you could say. Like, who gives a fuck about Louis Vetter? And uh, that was Shaggy's topic. And not only did Shaggy like write the lyrics to it, but he like picked the beat, chopped the beat up, sampled the beat itself, and like made a whole new beat within the beat. And put it together and then went into the booth, wrote his shit, recorded it, came out and mixed it. Man, when I tell you watching them record some shit was fucking fire. Violent J was more, I want to say, traditional in the way he was recording his shit. In the sense that he was just spitting his verse front to back, nonstop. Shaggy went in, he'd rap a couple bars, be quiet rap a couple more and then he'd go in for a new take and then fill in those blanks. Like that's the shit I like seeing. That's the shit I like seeing people do shit like that just to see what their recording process was. Now this wasn't for, you know, any songs off the upcoming seeds of yum yum or the next Joker's card or anything like that. It wasn't meant to be taken too serious. It was really fucking fun to watch him do, you know, whether the song, you think the songs are good or not, doesn't really fucking matter. Shaggy definitely won that one. In my opinion, though, he did win it. I was like 51 to 41% in the chat voted for Shaggy. He definitely had the better song. In my opinion, that shit like the Louis Vetter shit. If he went in and like laid some more vocals down for it, like it could be like a legit song and you know, it came out not bad. Violent J's for 45 minutes, though, both songs weren't bad. It's not like the best shit you ever heard from ICP, but it was just meant to be fun. And that's exactly what the fuck it was. The fact that they even picked out a beat, were giving a given a topic from the other one to fucking rap about, write the lyrics, record the shit and have it done in 45 minutes is fucking wild. Wild. I've seen motherfuckers write before and they ain't writing a whole song in 45 minutes. It just ain't happening. 
recording it, mixing it, and all that shit, it ain't happening. But I'd like to see real behind, like, getting this taste of this, you know, Violent J and Shaggy in the studio, just getting that little taste really makes me want behind-the-scenes footage of them, like, working on a Joker's card or, like, a legit album, a project. Them being serious in the studio. Like, they were just fucking around in this shit, having fun, as they should. It was a fun-ass episode to watch. Entertaining as shit. But I'd like to see them serious in the studio. Now, granted, I'm sure they don't fucking paint up in the studio when they go record, so... You know, they'd have to paint up and, you know, probably play it up for the cameras. But, man, I don't know. That's the shit I like seeing. Like, when Tech 9 did that with something else, I'm pretty sure it was the Something Else album where he had a whole DVD of him working on the album. He did it with Absolute Power as well. There's a whole DVD of him in the studio recording songs. Super dope. I love that shit. You know, maybe it's just the nerd in me that likes it. I don't fucking know. Did y'all enjoy that shit? You got to let me know. And if you did enjoy that shit, you got to let ICP know that that's the type of shit that we want to fucking see as some like bonus content. Or maybe like a YouTube series leading up to the next uh, Joker's card or some shit. Have like these little episodes on YouTube showing the making of the album and yeah, that'd be fucking fire. Then mixing the album, working with whoever's in the studio. Seems like Kuma's that guy right now. I'm not holding my breath for Mikey Clark at this point, but it does seem like Kuma's that guy and I'm not mad at it. Kuma is the shit. Kuma's mad talented. I think Kuma could produce a banger of a Joker's card for ICP without a doubt. I said that before, uh, when yum yum came out, when yum yum dropped and you know, I wasn't feeling it. I said, fucking give, give the torch to Kuma. He could do it. He can do it. If there's anybody that could do it, it's fucking Kuma. He'd been working with them the longest. I mean, outside of Mike P than anybody else that was, uh, producing for, Yum yum. Shit, even go go back working with Mike Mike P. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Get him back for the sixth again. That'd be some shit, right? Because he did the first, uh, sixth. The job, fucking Shangri La. The fuck, fucking having a fucking brain fart like a motherfucker. Shangri La, and he killed it on there. His first album he produced for ICP was the sixth Joker's card of the first deck. Like, God damn. Bring him back for the second deck, sixth. I wouldn't be mad at it. I would still prefer Kuma, but regardless. It just seems like Kuma's that guy right now. Like They were, t- they were even talking to each other in the studio about how they've been working on songs together and all that shit. Super dope. Love to see that shit. The nerd in me fucking loves it. It was super dope. Very fucking fire. Um, if you're not subscribed to ICP's Twitch, you probably can't see it unless somebody ripped it and uploaded it to YouTube. I don't know, man. You know, they're on the Twitch, you know, asking for the bits and 
uh, asking for people to subscribe and all that shit. And yo, it's $6 a month to subscribe. And you get to go back and watch the replays. You get bonus content. They do um, subscriber streams only after a show. Granted, it's like 15, 20 minutes long, but still. Bonus content for subscribers only for $6 versus the $66.50 that they were charging is 1,000%. I'm sorry, 17,000% worth it. And it's worth the six bucks. Like they're in a fucking dope ass studio now. There really ain't that many fuck ups with the stream. It still happens from time to time. But when there's live, when you're streaming live, you have the chance to fucking have some technical issues. But for the most part, from what I've seen from the shows that I've watched, haven't been too many technical issues. And it's super dope. I think it's, I, I said it was worth it when it was sixty six fifty. It's definitely worth it for $6. And they finally did the big silver show last week. They tried auctioning off ticket, tickets. Didn't seem like, I don't know, from the way that they were trying to get people to fucking bid on those tickets, didn't seem like it was working. Then they were selling them shits for $17. That didn't seem like it was working. And then at one point, a few hours before the show, they said, if you're in Detroit, this is the address where we're recording. Come on down and watch Big Silver destroy some shit. So, yeah. Maybe. If, you know, we, we were talking about it, how it's expensive. The, all Like the, the live shows are super, super expensive. Gathering tickets this year are probably going to be expensive. Who the fuck knows? I get, we'll find out this Friday. Tickets do go on sale for the gathering this Friday. But maybe for the live streams, if you want a live studio audience, have it be free. Have it be free like fucking Jay Leno or the late night shows where they would just get people in to watch the shows. If you want a crowd and stop taxing the fucking Juggalos pockets, you had all those merch drops last year. You had all the expensive events, all the Patreons, all that shit. Look, I know... Shit costs money and you got to fucking pay to keep this shit running. But maybe, or sell tickets for $17. I don't know. I'm just throwing a couple ideas out there. Just kind of thinking off the cuff right now. Just because, or maybe nobody really gave a fuck about Big Silva, which is unfortunate because shout out to the big homie Big Silva. The big ass ball of duct tape. Fucking destroying shit. Uh, maybe maybe nobody just wanted to see it. I don't know. But regardless, the Patreon are not—they're not even Patreon streams. They're fucking—they're on Twitch now, and they're fire. They're dope. Peep the shit if you haven't checked it out yet. And it's worth subscribing for fucking six dollar holla. Just fucking do it. And then we got. Let's get it some more news and shit, huh? Shall we? Loki put up this image right here. You see has like, it's an animated image. Has three faces on it. it says Neon Sermon 5122. First thing I saw when I saw this image. Kind of looks like the cover to Shadowland. It reminds me of the cover to Shadowland. I don't know what Neon Sermon is, but it is whatever it is. It's happening May 1st. 
a month from now, a little less than a month from now? Is it a new group from Loki? Is it a new album from Loki? What the fuck is Neon Sermon? I don't know. Me, I hope it's new music of some sort from Loki. Um, granted, this dude's been giving us a bunch of music the last few years. His output's been pretty fucking solid as well. Releasing quality music. And I would like Neon Sermon to be an album. Whether it's a group project, solo project, I don't give a fuck. I need new low-key music ASAP. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be covering it um, as the news develops. What the fuck Neon Sermon is. So yeah. Be on the lookout for that. May 1st from low-key. Could it be some uh, prophecy for the next Oracle? The fifth Oracle coming from Loki. I don't know. But we'll just have to wait. And find out some more new music that dropped this week. Another fucking banger. Darby O'Trill, Damian Quinn, Bone Chillers, produced by Devereaux. We got this cover uh, looking like a fucking... Some old school pen and pixel shit. Dope. And this track is fucking fire. The beat's on point from Devereaux. Devereaux just... I don't think this dude could fucking miss with production at this point. Darby did his thing on here, but yo! Am I sleeping on Damian Quinn's solo shit? Because his verse on here was fucking fire. I I mean, I haven't been checking for Damien's solo stuff. Just quite honestly, quite frank. I did fuck with Dark Half a lot. But I haven't been checking for his solo shit. But his verse on this track with Darby on Bone Chillers is, dude, fucking fire. I love that shit. Damien Quinn murdered that shit. And if I am sleeping on Damien Quinn's solo shit, what should I listen to from Damian Quinn solo-wise first? Let me know. Hit me up on my social medias. Drop a comment on the YouTube. Whatever the fuck you got to do to tell me what to listen to from Damian Quinn first. Because I ain't got the slightest bit of fucking clue. I could dive in. But I'd rather get a general consensus on what his best solo shit is first. And go with that. Because he fucking murdered it on this Bone Chillers track. Just some sh- classic... Wicked shit, horrorcore, whatever the fuck you want to call it, at its finest on this track from Darby, Darby and Damien. We could call him Darmian. Damien O'Quinn. <laughs> Fuck's wrong with me, man? I don't know. But Darby and Damien fucking killed it. Devereaux fucking killed it on here as well. Peep that shit if you ain't checked it out yet. And then Stevie Stone dropped his fucking first album after being off Strange Music. Uh, Raising the Bar. He dropped Raising the Bar. It's out now on all streaming. He does have hard copies available. Merch being fulfilled through M&E, so you ain't got to worry about fucking not getting his shit. But yeah. Raising the Bar from Stevie Stone. 10 tracks, 30 minutes. 
kind of like a hybrid EP album type shit. But we got features on here from Hostile Beats, Flawless Real Talk, JL, Locksmith, Spade Ripper, and Static G, Don P, Lyrical TMG, and Tajare. Tajare? I don't know. Dajare? All right, I'm going to stop butchering the name. I apologize. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but 10 tracks, 30 minutes. I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet. But it is out. His first album on Odyssey Records. His record label, Stevie Stone, is out now. So go peep that shit if you dare. And then another banger of a fucking track that dropped this week. Stu Bangers. One of the busiest producers in the other ground. He dropped the first single on his upcoming project with Chino XL. Called Miracles Opposite, featuring Violet Revenge, cuts by DJ Romes, and this shit's fire. I'm not too familiar with Chino XL, just to be upfront. I don't, you know, I know who Chino XL is. I've never really listened to his music outside of features that, you know, whatever album I might be listening to that I might be on, but man. Dude just got mad fucking words. That's all I'll say. Dude got mad words. Just can't get them shits out fast enough. And uh, Stu Bangers killed it on the production. Peep that shit if you like the boom bap shit. Um, And if you're a fan of Chino, then you probably already know. Going back to like strange music related type shit. Murs. Dropped his project, uh, Murs in Miami, produced by Recognize of Mayday. Now, this album, this EP has been out for a while, but it was exclusive through his Patreon page. The only way you could get it was through his Patreon. And I'm not sure when this project originally came out, but I remember, I believe I covered this a while ago, at least a year ago on the podcast and saying that it was going to be exclusive through the Patreon, his Patreon page. But it is up on all digital outlets now. Murs in Miami, produced by Recognize and Mayday. Burns is on the album. Mayday is on the album. So it's kind of like a Murs Day reunion. You remember Murs and Mayday did their album together, Murs Day. And it's kind of like a little uh, Murs Day reunion, if you will. So if you fucked, if you fuck with Murs and you fucked with the Murs Day project that he did with Mayday, then you might like this shit. I dig me some Murs. I really like Murs with Slug in the 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 group Felt. That Felt for You project was one of the best albums of 2020, in my opinion. Like that album was fucking phenomenal. Felt 3 was super dope. I still got to check out the first two Felt albums. But man, 3 and 4 were fucking fire. And I've heard 1 and 2 are better. Which is kind of a tall task if you ask me. But I don't doubt it either at the same time. Because Slug and Murs, their chemistry together is fucking fire. And yeah. And then a couple upcoming releases we got. Whitney Payton. Dropping her new album, The Audacity, April 29th. Pre-orders are up for that shit through her website. 
She got her own record label now. I'm not sure I remember the name of the label, but I'm going to look it up now from Whitney Payton. But the Audacity is dropping April 29th on her own record label. Alpha House is the name of the, uh, the her label. So be on the lookout for that. Pre-orders dropping. And then Obnoxious of King Click, Suburban Noise Records. Obnoxious is dropping a new single soon. Featuring evidence of dilated peoples on production. This is the shit I'm here for when it comes to Obnoxious. Production by evidence got my interest peaked like a motherfucker. I want to hear this shit. I want to hear the shit. The beat that Ev provided for Obnoxious to do his fucking thing over. And that's dropping. It's either this week or next Friday. Either this Friday or next Friday. It is coming within the next couple of weeks. I forgot the release date off the top of my head. But a heads up is better than no heads up. Even without a release date. And I'm fucking hyped looking for that shit. Or ready to listen to that shit. And yeah. That's all we got for new music and news this week. Much love and thank you fucking tuning in a reminder no thursday podcast this week no monday podcast next week no thursday podcast next week i am taking the next essentially two weeks off really you're only going to be missing one monday episode two thursday episodes so yeah i will see y'all in a couple weeks much fucking love I appreciate the support it's always always overwhelming the amount of support that I get I appreciate it thank you very much and I'm Ron Bone of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast and you know what that means I'm fucking out of here see you in two weeks motherfuckers peace peace